You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brunson. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the DJs, the hardcores, the people at Bustle, and everybody else in between. So we're breaking it down here on, tw- on the Twisted Tuesday and just getting caught up with what, what happened today in baseball. Pretty crazy stuff. A pitcher hit a grand slam for the first time um, since uh, 2018. And this Yanoa dude, guy's hitting like 385 on the season now. He's got two home runs. And he's really pitching his ass off as well. MVP. MVP. So the San Francisco Giants had quite a strange day today. All right, so the Giants, uh, the Giants had a ten nothing lead in the first inning, and you know I just want to applaud Major League Baseball and the Players Association actually for not um, putting in a rule that uh, you know the mercy rule. You guys play little league rules right now. You play little league parks, little league rules. Surprise, you just didn't say all right. Once you're down by ten, the game's over. Don't worry, that's coming. Just like the home run derby stuff will be coming soon enough. Don't worry, that's coming. They're doing that in the Pioneer League now. Um, so, yeah, strange day, though, for San Francisco. So it could have been a great day, still a decent day. They get the split. Uh, but we're, we're going to pull a Barry Horowitz. And, of course, if you remember old school WWF, not this E-crap, uh, WWF, all right? Uh, remember Barry Horowitz used to, you know, pat himself on the back. Uh, that's what we're going to have to do here, since no one else is going to do it. We'll do it for we'll do it ourselves. Uh, but so San Francisco's up ten nothing in the first game, and we tell you guys this all the time: in game action is where it's at. They're taking these big numbers. So uh, San Francisco's up ten nothing, first inning. You're getting eight and a half runs. It was a seven inning game, but you're getting eight and a half runs with a team that hasn't even batted yet at Coors Field. All right. They hit a grand slam. There was two grand slams in that game. Three grand slams today on the diamond. San Francisco hit a grand slam uh, to make it 10-0. And then, uh, and then Colorado hit a grand slam to make it 10-4. And then San Francisco scored another two. And uh, we win the bet at plus 8.5. And, and then, boom, they're playing again. I see San Francisco's up 2-0 in the first inning. And I'm getting plus 2.5. I say, you know what? We're gonna, you know, let's take our Colorado money and throw it in here again. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, you know, what is it, uh, Bush, Bush, uh, Bush Mountains? <laughs> we were in Bush Mountain country. Said, so, uh, let's have another one. And they come back and win outright. We didn't have that. Are you one of us? We've just got one question. Do you like like winning what a coincidence so do we this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models. you might be right it's simple but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Expert picks and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Well, too bad. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down here. A lot of stuff to get to. Um, you know what? So we had the NFL draft, and that was real cool. Uh, we really took a lot of, you know, we had a lot of fun. We, we put a lot of effort into it. We won a lot of money. We crushed it. We went 12-2. and two. And then there was a little bit of that withdrawal after. It's like, oh, man, football is gone right now. Uh, but we do have the final four, actually, of the college football playoffs, uh, the FCS stuff uh, this weekend. Uh, but anybody who's paying attention right now, look, baseball has been a lot of fun uh, this year. It's been a really energetic and electric start to the, to the baseball season this year. And anybody who's paying attention to the National Hockey League over the last couple of nights, it's turned into um, Monday Night Raw. It's like a battle royal uh, out there. And uh, tonight, Sidney Crosby was getting into it. Uh, the same Sidney Crosby tried to um, try to uh, what's the best way? He tried to use uh, Philadelphia Flyers um, players' face as a zamboni. I guess that's a good way of describing it. Do we have uh, Andrew McKinnis uh, with us? Is uh, McKinnis ready to go? Wager talk, the puck expert. How you doing, Andrew? Gabe, doing great, man. How are you? We're doing all right. So. Uh, did you see your boy uh, Sidney Crosby tonight? And, and his thuggery, his goonery? I'm waiting for the Flyers to release a statement crying that they want him suspended and stuff. <laughs> now listen, it wasn't as bad. Obviously, it wasn't as bad as um, it wasn't as bad as Tom Wilson. I'm not comparing the two, but in a sense, if you saw what Crosby tried to do, it was the same thing. In a sense, it just wasn't as vicious, right? And Crosby wasn't bigger than the dude, so. But guys, like Crosby tried to slam Buddy face first down, except Buddy was able to like you know defend himself a bit, and then Crosby got like doubly angry, and then you saw tried to like push his face into the ice a couple of times. Um, and listen, that's hockey, and that's what I'm saying. The playoffs are coming. The playoffs are going to be an all-out war. Playoffs are going to be an all-out war. But let's start off with Tom Wilson. What did you think uh, of the Tom Wilson? What do you think of Tom Wilson's antics last night? And then what'd you think of a $5,000 fine and no suspension? Well, I think first and foremost, it just goes to prove why hockey, uh, yeah, why fighting belongs in hockey. And anybody that thinks it doesn't belong in it should just stop watching it and pretty much stop talking about it because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that is proved why fighting belongs in hockey. The problem is, and I saw you tweet out the exact thing that I'm about to say, the problem is here, Tom Wilson is always Mr. Tough Guy against guys that don't want to go to the dance with him. That's the worst part about Tom Wilson. He's always the toughest guy 
when he's going up against guys that have never fought in their lives or, you know, in a scrum with guys that are, you know, 30 pounds less than him. And he takes it to a whole new level. But I think that uh, the league enables it with these $5,000 fines. That's, you know, the equivalent of like $10 to the average person. And it doesn't really set much of an example. You know, I think that uh, a lot of people right now are saying, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. The problem is the only guy that can really kick his butt is uh, Ryan Reeves. I mean, that's the only real guy in the league that has had his number as far as fights go. I mean, let's be honest, Tom Wilson, as much as a grease bag he is, whatever word you want to call him, <laughs> yeah, he's still pretty tough and he wins fights. He, you know, he still wins fights. That, that's the problem, right? But uh, it's going to be hell and back in tomorrow night's game. Can't wait to watch. I feel like the entire world will be watching that game. But uh, that's my biggest problem I have, Gabe, is that he's the kind of guy that goes off on just like the young, young not really younger players, but like guys like Panarin and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that those star players should get a pass by any means. And I don't think what, uh, what Sidney Crosby did is, is anything to write home about and anything to uh, be happy with. That, that's for sure. Especially, you know, people are saying he did a Tom Wilson, so to speak. But people don't realize Travis. Well, the crazy thing is, the next night he isn't the most friendly. He did play. it the he's next night later. Gave. He's been he's been known to be kind of greasy. Yeah, but no, no, none of them are. That's the whole point. And whatever, Panarin shouldn't have been where he was. And I'm not defending Tom Wilson, uh, but I'm just saying there's an overreaction to it, and uh, or at least like from from the modern hockey fan there is, and then someone in the media right. only because it was New York, because uh, it was a Ranger and it happened at Madison Square Garden. But um, where I will. Well, I will say this, though. It was a scary moment with Panarin, right? And I would have another thing is, this is where you have to wonder if the league, like, what's their motive? You just said it. Everyone's going to be paying attention to this game tomorrow. It's basically a meaningless game. The Rangers are done, right? So the Capitals aren't, but I'm not saying it's meaningless for the Cats, but now everyone's going to be paying attention. Everyone's going to be watching what happens. And you put the Rangers in a bad spot right now if you're the NHL. Like, this is where they don't understand hockey, and I get that George Peros does, but so what the hell are the Rangers supposed to do tomorrow? They have no choice. They have no choice but to do stuff right now. So why the hell wouldn't you suspend them for a game, bro? Just to avoid this and say, you know what? You guys are playing each other again in two nights. Yeah, so you're playing, exactly. You're playing each other in two nights. This is the, for the best. It's like witness protection. It's like this is for the best for everybody because you just – everyone knows and Peros knows. It's almost – that's why I'm saying what's your guys' motive at the head office? You guys want blood tomorrow? And then you're going to cry that you didn't like it? Because you, you just – you said no choice. Like no choice. If the Rangers don't uh, retaliate tomorrow and get stupid and do something stupid – then they're a laughing stock. Then they're a laughing stock. And right. And I totally get it. Like, you know, the thing is though, and in the hockey code, you're right, McKenzie, you're totally right. You're supposed to only fight and pick on people that are fighters and the skill guys you don't, and there's a there's a certain process to it all. But that's why and I can't believe I'm gonna agree with Sean Avery, but he's agreeing with me. I tweeted it out before he even <laughs> did his video. Um but the thing is, I said the same thing. What did I say this morning? If you saw me on Twitter, guys, as McKinnis just stated, Tom Wilson is tough, and it's a problem, and it's going to be demoralizing if you run at him, and then he beats you up and stuff, right? And then it's exactly, even worse. Gabe. And then it's even worse. Gabe, that it's like, the, all right, we just fought him. But that no, but that, listen to me. This is the thing. 
Tom Wilson's a scumbag who doesn't care about hitting smaller people, right? And he doesn't care who you are. So Avery was right. It's very simple. You dump the puck into the corner, and I like what Avery said. I'll run through him like an effing bulldozer. And what did I say today? I said, you basically just fire a puck at the bench and hit someone in the face with a puck randomly. Like, you just tee it up, bro, from like 10, 15 feet away. And it's like, oops, sorry, I was trying to clear it. And everyone knows, and then they tell Wilson, listen, jackass, they're shooting pucks at us now, all right? Don't do that again. Like, they're shooting pucks, or they just killed our goalie. Don't ever do that again, what you did. Because what are you going to do to him? And so you're not going to get payback with him because no one's able to beat him up. So even if you like get a shot in on him, it's not worth it. So either you got to totally cheap shot him, like really cheap shot him, when he's not looking, just like really cheap shot him, which no one on the Rangers has the guts to do. And and then, and I said today, they should call up a bunch of goons from the minors. I'd be signing guys from the North. I'd be signing guys in Montreal right now from that league. Uh, uh, I don't know why they call it the North American Hockey League when there's only teams in Quebec. <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless, uh, it's the craziest uh, league in the world. Most fighters ever. And yes, they, they have so many fighters. Stephen Bossy came, was a hockey player, and went to the UFC after. Like, I'd sign Stephen Bossy and put him on ice tomorrow type thing. Like, I would, like, sign Tony Twist out of retirement. Like, I'm dead serious. I'd beat the living car out of him tomorrow if I had to call in, like, mobsters from Queens. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm getting him. Like, I don't care if I have to sign a Gambino and put him in a Rangers jersey. Like, we're getting this guy tomorrow. But the NHL, you know this. And then I guess you want blood. You want blood. That's what it is. You want blood on your hands. Because, oh, there's going to be blood tomorrow. There's going to be blood. The Rangers don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. It's as simple as that. We'll get uh, McKinnis' uh, thoughts on this and more. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling you rather feel lost in a sea of stats averages and injury reports just breathe dude or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge we thought so we are the sports grid radio network 
team is fired up. We came here to play. All right. He'll lose. What? Didn't you hear what he said? Look at the fear in his eyes. Listen to the quiver in his voice. He's a little boy lost in a game of men. You think we should bet against him? I bet my entire college fund on it. You got it. Mo, $23 on New York. The late night anger management class. I couldn't help but just think about a uh, man that used to be a uh, guest on our show uh, in the old days when he was still in the league. Great stuff. It was, I was lucky to get him, Andrew. Andrew McKinnis said uh, joining us in Wager Talk. But uh, my cousin, my cousin was a very good hockey player. He played at, um, played at uh, Eastern Michigan University, uh, NCAA. But um, my cousin was a very good player. And he played when he was a kid. When he was a kid um, in Montreal, he played on the same team as Peter Worrell. Remember Peter Worrell? So he played on the same team as Peter Worrell as a kid. And um, so then when I was a talk show host, I knew Peter Worrell like in the NHL type thing. So I was lucky to know one of the toughest dudes in the NHL. And like I said, it was just a, you know, I get it. It was a different era, but it's not like guys didn't play hockey before guys, right? And you said it best, Andrew. And as anyone that knows hockey, the problem is, like, they're supposed to police themselves, right? That's the whole thing. No one likes a snitch. And I hate to say it, but the Rangers are sort of coming across, coming across a little snitchish. It's sort of like, you know, it's like if you're playing a game in a schoolyard in the back of the school and things start to get out of hand, you don't run to the principal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, they, they tackle you. Know, it's getting rough. You know what I mean? No. You know, I've told the story. It's a true story. It was I was playing in the NBA Hoop It Up, and I am a nut job, but I was playing in the NBA Hoop It Up. You know the the uh, the NBA competition there. They go town to town, and um, played it in like three years. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, for us it wasn't so much fun. Like we're nut jobs. So basically, we were playing like old school Nick style, like street ball and stuff, right? And we so we were pretty aggressive. And I slapped this guy in the face pretty hard. And it was kind of, it was, I didn't really mean to hit him, but I was playing recklessly type thing, right? I was playing recklessly. Like I basically like swung recklessly at the ball type thing. And I hit the guy in the face. <laughs> and, and he wasn't happy about it, all right? And he was a pretty big dude. And he was bigger than me. And um, he told me, I'm going to get you. Like he said, kind of like, I'm going to get you for this. And basically, when the ref wasn't looking, he just flat out punched me in the face. Right? He punched me in the face and he broke my nose. And I had blood gushing out everywhere, dude, and stuff. I didn't start crying. You know what I did? I gargled the blood like Alice Cooper or Ozzy Osbourne would. I sort of like gargled the blood of my mouth. I spit it on the ground and I said, let's ball. <laughs> I didn't even complain. I said, let's ball. And I tell you what, the rest of the game, he was scared of me too because I was dripping blood everywhere. And this is in the old days. They didn't stop it until Keith Van Horn came in. It's a true story. Uh, it was another game though later in the day or the next day. We advanced and uh, we hired a ringer, this dude. He was basically a, a drug dealer from Baltimore. Um, you know, he played in, in on the streets in the project, and we basically we paid him. We paid him like a hundred bucks. <laughs> we brought this dude in, except he freaking lost it. 
right? He lost it over a call, and he booted the ball like a, he punted the ball, McInnes, like a football. Except, you know, like there's all those courts. They're all next to each other and stuff, right? So the ball, like, right. bounced through everyone's court and stuff, so everyone had to stop. And Keith Van Horn scolded us. Keith Van Horn was like the uh, the honorary NBA guy that was there. And Keith Van Horn's like, I've been in, you know, whatever, every city I've been in so many turns. He goes, you guys are the worst sportsmen, the worst, you're everything this tournament doesn't stand for and stuff. And he's chewing us out, bro. And he's like, they're like, we're going to kick you guys out of the tournament. And... I'm like, sorry, sorry. I'm like, I'm like, sorry, man. Sorry, Keith. Sorry. And without missing a beat, man, another dude, my buddy, says to Keith Van Horn, word it all lie, he says to him, he goes, you know, he goes, you were pretty good at Utah, but he goes, you're kind of a bust in the NBA. He mouths off to Keith Van Horn. <laughs> Keith Van Horn's like, F you guys. He walked away and stuff. We made it to the final, but we lost. We lost in the final. Uh, I, I can talk and talk for like 18 hours, dude, about stories. Like every game I played in the NBA hoop it up, there was an incident, a fight, an ejection, um, like something happened. Like I got my life threatened, bro. Like I had a dude like really tell me. Like basically like I tripped a dude um, and he was big. And he told me, he goes, I'm going to see you on the street one day and I'm going to get you. He goes, the only reason I can't get you is because there's too many people here. And, and I knew he was serious. And about like three weeks later, I was bouncing a basketball and I walked into a playground courtyard and lo and behold, he was there, man. <laughs> he was there. And I was like, I could pull a Rangers or I could whatever. So I was like, well... I was like, I'm not going to run because, like, yeah, he's already seen me. I'm like, I was like, I'm not going to be known as a dude that, like, you know, was a big, like, dickhead during the tournament and then, like, ran in real life. So, like, <laughs> I, you know, he didn't do anything. He mouthed off. He mouthed off a bit. He sort of finger poked me a few times and pushed me a bit. But, like, he didn't, like, <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, I can go on. But I like, it gets my competitive, too. Like, I don't know. I got to tell you, you haven't seen me tweet so much about hockey. Like, I got excited watching this stuff. I like to see the passion. And I notice, look, the Capitals, good team. Flyers suck. Um, and, you know, you look at the Penguins tonight, same thing. Like, you look like Tom Wilson, Sidney Crosby. These guys, they're just getting their they're getting their playoff game ready here, bro. And I gotta tell you, McKinnis, can you imagine what a war the playoffs are gonna be, bro? They're gonna murder each other. They're gonna murder each other in the first two rounds of this playoffs. The final four, there's it's literally gonna be guys like we can throw at the handicapping guys. The final four comes down to really who gets effed up the less bro in the playoffs McKinnis because I got a feeling it's going to be hostile this year in the playoffs definitely man I mean these teams played each other so many times they had that small those small divisions I've been saying this for years but more importantly ever uh, this year my three keys to a successful playoff team physicality depth and goaltending and that physicality, you know, key is going to be yeah. bigger than ever this year. And the depth is going to be huge, too, because those top guys, they're going to be getting banged up all game, and they're going to need some of those, you know, third liners to show up. But 
you mentioned something in a last in the last segment, Gabe, about uh, you know firing a puck in, into the bench. And uh, look, I wanted to expand on that because I think a lot of people don't realize, maybe a lot of casual hockey fans might not realize this, but it's uh, the great point that you made. It's not all about going after Tom Wilson, right? That's the biggest thing. You know, if I am if I'm Alexander Ovechkin right now, or if I'm Backstrom on this team, I'm thinking to myself. Holy, you know what? Because, you know, Tom Wilson yeah. right now is setting up a target on their back. I'm not, you're right. Tom Wilson, and I said it before, he is a tough guy, but we have to understand Anthony Mantha is on that team. Daniel Sprong is on that team. Connor Sheary is on that team. Those are the guys, those are the you're guys exactly right. the New York Rangers will be going after. Forget about dumping the puck in the corner and running Wilson. Dump the puck in the corner, and when Daniel Sprong turns the corner, run him from behind. And, and obviously this isn't me, isn't me saying it personally, but that's what's going to happen. And so the biggest thing that I always say, Gabe, and I had an issue with something uh, last week with the, uh, with the whole Simmons fight, which blew up all over hockey media. And, and I'm not sure if you'll share the same opinion as me, but the biggest thing is, is they don't handle it right away. right? Now we have to wait two games later. That, that, that issue wasn't handled last game. Now the animosity builds up and everything happens. And that's the thing people don't realize is that it's not Wilson. Stop talking about Wilson being the guy that everyone goes after. They're going to go after the guy that's least expected. That's old-time hockey. You know, we're not going to go after your top fighter. We're going to go after the most skilled player on your team, and he's going to get hurt because you made a dangerous play last game. And that's what happened. You know, that's why Wayne Simmons had that fight. You know, when um, Alex Edler took out Zach Hyman, knee on knee, that's why Wayne Simmons dropped the mitts the next game, right? Everybody was talking about it. It's the code. Alex Edler knew he had to fight. But, Gabe, that was 77 career fights to zero. So my take on that was that that should have been handled that previous game, uh, but Edler was kicked out of the game, so they couldn't do it. But personally, I think somebody else in, in, in around Edler's weight class could have done it. But the whole point of why Wayne Simmons was out there is to prove we are tougher than you and you guys can't mess with us. But the Rangers can't do that to Wilson, so they're going to have to take it out on somebody else. They won't. Uh, they won't because then they're going to lose their moral high ground. Right, and how that's the whole thing. How are they going to do something crazy when they're writing the league complaining about wanting the head of discipline to be uh, to be removed? It was a scary moment. Like you know, you can't. There's no disputing it. It was a scary moment. Like in hindsight, like when you look at it, it's like wow, yeah, yeah. Like that, he could have died. Like that's the whole thing. He could have died. And I, you know, I'm, Again, I'm they have on no both one that can fight Wilson. They have nobody that can fight no. Wilson. I'm not saying they're going to go out there and hurt somebody, but they have nobody. Wilson will win in the fight. Well, all they have to do, as you stated, you run the goalie, you cheap shot someone else, as you stated. But then, you know, it's not like the Capitals aren't going to come back right after and respond to that once you do that to them. (laughs) Bring it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We're the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it The Edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. The late-night anger management class. Listen, we can go on and on and on about this stuff. Uh, and we just like talking about people getting punched in the face. Uh, but one thing we'll say about Panarin as well is... It was a scary moment. He could have died. I get it and all that. And I would have suspended Wilson just because of that. Um, and for everyone else, and just sort of a, you know, and to avoid a war tomorrow night at the Garden and stuff. But um, if you look at the play, if you look at what happened, and everything happens fast and stuff, but I think it's number 57. I think it was Van Riemsdyk. Van Riemsdyk grabbed Panarin, bro. All right? Like, he grabbed him. And basically, like, I'm not going to do anything to you, grabbed him. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there is a code. Wilson's a nut job. So, like, if you're Panarin, what the hell do you go after the one nut job for? Like, you basically jumped on him, right? Like, you know what I mean? And it ended poorly, but Wilson's not going to. And number one, Wilson doesn't even have time to really realize who it is. Number two, Tom Wilson's a psychopath. All right, and am I getting is that offensive? I'm like the dude today in the soccer. All right, it was the Tom Wilson temperament. Um, uh, Tom Wilson temperament. He's a nut job. He doesn't care who it is. So I don't know. Like I'm saying, I'm not blaming the victim here in a sense, but you know, in a way, it was very stupid of Panera to be around. Like he didn't have to be where he was. It wasn't like Wilson went out I of agree. his way to kill him. Like, he, you walked into it. Like, you know what I mean? You walked right into, like, the wrong place at the wrong time, bro. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you know, defending um, the guy that did it. But at the end of the day, you also put yourself in a certain situation, and it was definitely against the wrong guy. So, yeah, can't argue that, Gabe, at all. Um, I think that's, again, what's important about uh, – Taking your battles and knowing uh, when to walk away, when to skate away, and emotions get the best of them. I think it's important also what you mentioned, the fact that how does Tom Wilson in the moment know who it is, right? You're emotional. You just want to get whoever the heck jumped on you. Hey, I didn't like the, um, I don't know, who was that goon? Who was that big goon move on, on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Vicious slash. Do you see that? Was it Brody? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was someone. 
I retweeted the video of people. We talked about it last night on the show. Uh, missed by the referees. That's something that should be, uh, that should have been looked at. Um, that, that should have been looked at, actually, by the league after the fact. But, as we were stating, um, it's the playoffs coming up right now. And don't forget, all these teams have played each other a lot. All right? More than they normally would have. So, you know, like the Canadians and the Leafs are playing each other 10 times this year. So imagine they play in the playoffs 10 times. Then that's another, let's say they go another seven games. Imagine getting to the end of that after 17 games. Imagine how many, like, things that have happened that there's payback for. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just sort of like it's going to culminate. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be hard for teams to survive. Like, the first round is going to be a bloody war. And then the second round is going to be even crazier because whoever ends up playing each other in this stuff, they're going to hate each other. Like, what are the playoff matchups? They're going to hate each other. Like, the Leafs and the Canadians will be a battle. They're not the most physical team. The Canadians aren't, but you know it'll still be dirty. It's going to be chippy and stuff. The Jets and the Oilers will be like a war from hell. And then imagine after to get out of that, like, whoever... You know, like, basically, let's say it's the Jets versus, like, the Leafs. The Jets are going to try to murder the Leaf players uh, to get to the semifinals. I can't wait. I've got to bring this on. But I'm telling you guys, it's just going to be survival of the fittest. But uh, you're, you're Captain uh, Montreal Canadiens, McKinnis. Big homer, <laughs> uh, even though you don't live there. But are you buying into the Cole, uh, co- uh, the, the Cole Caulfield uh, hype? <laughs> It's hard not to, right? I mean, uh, only uh, only overtime goals so far, but two pretty big ones. Uh, we needed a finisher. We needed a guy to score in big moments. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that gives credit to the guy that makes the pass or the guy that does that hit that starts to play. That's the kind of guy I've always been. Uh, that's kind of the way I am when I coach and when I play. i got to give credit to, uh, to um, Petrie as well. I mean, it wasn't for Petrie on those back-to-back games, setting him up with those great plays. He's not scoring those goals. So great finishes by Caulfield. He's been a great addition. I wish we could have had him sooner. But uh, Jeff Petrie, great passes from him. And I think nobody notices that stuff. Nobody talks about the pass. People talk about the finish. But uh, great pass there by Petrie. Uh, Gabe, I just I got to rage real quick about something, and I don't want to take too long on it. But that's my point I wanted to make about the stuff that the Maple Leafs do, those slashes and stuff like that. And I, I promise you this isn't a, a, anything against the Maple Leafs. But I want to ask you, Oh, so I got on right. Twitter with some people about this. The, you can the, rip them. The Wayne, Simmons <laughs> fight, the, the Wayne Simmons fight last week, though, Gabe. Okay? So Alex Edler, like I said, he's a big dude. He's, you know, he's, he's like my height. He's like 6'4", six 6'5", foot six foot a lot of weight on him. But he had zero career fights, Gabe. Okay? Wayne Simmons had 77 career fights. He, but uh, Alex Edler, he answered the bell. The second he saw Simmons, skate up to him, dropped the gloves. He looked clueless. He had no idea what he was doing out there. It's embarrassing. It's dangerous. He could have been seriously injured. And all of my hockey buddies and everybody I know in the the hockey media world, they're saying, that's how it goes. That's the code. That's how hockey works. Now the feud is settled. Tell me that's not dangerous, Gabe. A guy that has zero career fights going up against Wayne Simmons because he has to answer the bell. In my, you know, respectful opinion... I think somebody else should be the one to go out there that's maybe a little no. bit more in his weight class. 
It doesn't have 77 no. fights. But the problem is, is that you have to go out there and send your toughest guy. Let me ask Who you this. Who the hell is Edler? I know, I, Who the I hell is Edler? Like, if, he doesn't deserve a free but, pass. But Gabe, if Mitch Marner, if Mitch Marner or Austin Matthews or even some other guy that's, a, that's a, you know, not a fighter on the Leafs, run someone from behind, do you think they're squaring up against the toughest player on the opposition? And the answer is no. I guarantee you if someone like Zach Hyman hit Miko Rantanen from behind, he's not fighting Liam O'Brien the next night. I can guarantee you that. So what I hate about it, my rage, is that it's always circumstantial. It's different every time. You've got to stick up for your teammates. It's the right move, and you've got to intimidate them and, and set your toughness. But I hate how it's always circumstantial. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, like, why is it, like, people are like, oh, poor Panarin. Oh, poor, poor kid, poor this. Oh, you can't touch him. Why not? Like, who the hell is he? You know what I mean? Is he some, like, golden superstar? Like, you know, like, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, he gets a free pass. And it's the same thing. Like, I could just imagine if somebody just murdered Connor McDavid. McDavid's a tough kid, though, so he's hard to get. But let's say someone just, like, seriously murdered, like, Austin Matthews. They would cry about it, right? Like, they, you know, oh, that's not the game and stuff like that. That's not hockey. But these guys want to make millions of dollars scoring goals and then taunting goalies after and celebrating in front of everyone, right? They want it both ways. That's the thing with today's hockey. They want it both ways. They, they, you know what I mean? They want to make money. They want to score, you know, 39 goals. They want to get 100 points. They want to, you know, celebrate. And they want to make 12 million bucks a year. But they also don't want to then get smacked in the face for it, too. Right? It goes both ways. And the thing is, like, look at Sidney Crosby. I don't see Sidney Crosby getting a free pass. Every jackass in the NHL runs at Crosby every night. Everyone's going to Crosby. And Crosby's, like, rolling around. Like, the guy's, like, he wrestles like, uh, like Brock Lesnar at this point. Like, Crosby <laughs> spent more time on a wrestling mat than Brock Lesnar. I'm dead serious. Like, Crosby, half his career is him on wrestling people. Right? Like, why is that? So why, why would Panarin be untouchable, uh, but Crosby is fair game? Why? Because Crosby's tougher? Like, that's the whole thing. So, or like, is Tom Wilson supposed to, like, tone it down for everybody? You know what I mean? Right. Is Wayne Simmons supposed to, like, not, like, because Wayne Simmons has been in the league a long time and actually knows the code of the NHL? Is he supposed to not fight someone because the other guy's a wuss that's never fought before? Right? Like, it's one of those, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's changing the game. It's changing the game. Eventually, 10, 15 years from now, none of this will happen. It'll just be skating and four-on-four four and regulation and crap like that. Like, that's, that's what I think. But listen, um, yeah, my- what about the much? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, Go Sorry about that, Gabe. I was just going to say, my, my issue is is that is, is, is not that. It's more so, what if McDavid ran someone from behind? That's what I'm saying, right? Then what happens then? Does he answer the bell? Or what if a mediocre yes. player ran someone from behind? Yes. Does he answer the bell? That's all I'm saying. Because what ha- whoever, I, I know that you're familiar whoever with does, about, Whoever but, does it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you do something. There's only, like, one fighter on each team. There's only, like, one fighter on each team now. So that had to go, had to wait until the next game because Edler got, got kicked out of the game. 
But my whole point is that I guarantee if someone got got run from behind on on a second line, most second line players won't stick up for their teammates and drop the gloves these days. They'll wait for that fourth liner to come out and fight the guy that made that hit. That's the whole point I was trying to make. I took a long while to get there, but that's my whole point is that if you and I, Gabe, were on the second line and somebody hit you, I'm going to stick up for you and drop the gloves and not wait for the fourth liner to come out in five minutes and get the job done for us. Yeah, but that's what the Leafs, that's why they brought Wayne Simmons in to do. Like, that's 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 his job, right? Like, um, you know what I mean? That's, that's you know, I, I get it, but like you said, every, every situation is different. But, and listen, and Wayne Simmons, Wayne Simmons could have murdered him if he wanted to. He didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been right. much, You're much right. worse. Absolutely. Right? Like, like, that's the whole thing. Like, these guys, everyone in the modern NHL, they want to chirp. They want to slash. They want to cheap shot you in the corner. And then they're going to get shocked when something happens uh, after the fact. You know, they shouldn't be, but I guess it's the modern NHL. But uh, but nevertheless, yeah, your point was very long-winded, McInnes. <laughs> like, I got I got to say, hey, I own up to it. it I is, own up uh, to it, man. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of I don't know. You hang out with Babano, um or something. Um, listen, you're the one that's up in the middle of the night, so we appreciate it. It's like I don't know. It's like five in the morning where you are right now, or something. So we do appreciate it. Uh, so with the Montreal Canadiens against the Ottawa Senators. Um, <clears throat> Canadians right now a little bit of a role and you know listen the Canadians we always said this and we were talking about that soccer stuff earlier it's not a coincidence guys like in in Montreal Quebec okay like uh, marriage rate is incredibly low it's one of like the lowest in North America all right birth rate incredibly low people don't really have a lot of babies in Quebec all right they don't get married in Quebec why is that they're crazy all right they're crazy they love you they hate you they break up they're not in a long-term commitment (laughs) and it's the same thing with canadian fans but right now they're hot to trot and there's a positivity around the team all right we'll wrap up with mckinnis on the other side Expert perspectives and actionable insights 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. It's the winning edge. What are you going to do? Not listen? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. To win, you need a strategy, a plan. You've come to the right place. We're the home of sports gaming strategies and information to give you the winning edge. I mean, we're not just doing this for our health. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Do you have a gambling problem? No, I, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. The late night anger management class. All right, McKinnis uh, threw us for a loop uh, there. Uh, yeah, and I was just saying uh, right now, and I just told people in the chat uh, here, see, the Leafs are built the right way. That's another thing is you got to know your role. That's the whole point. You got to know your role. Like, let's say Mitch Marner's standing there and somebody drills somebody like uh, or Austin Matthews. It's not Austin Matthews' job to punch someone in the face after. Like, I get you mean the whole stand-up for your teammate thing, but there's designated roles for this stuff, man, right? Like, I would be pissed off. Like, if I was the Leafs, I would be irate, bro. Like, I'd be irate. Like, imagine Mitch Marner broke his head. I'd say, kid, what the hell are you doing? I said, the only thing you should be fighting is opening up a bottle of beer after the game, all right? Like, what what are you doing? Right, and I'd I'd say, dude, we've got people that handle this. All right, and it's not you. All right, you get paid to score. Like that's the whole thing. But teams aren't built like that. That's why I think the Leafs are. They have a little bit better chance this year. They're not. F, they're not playing around, bro. Right, when they get to the playoffs, you're not going to push these guys around. They've got a lot of tough guys and and grinders on this team now. I mean, you know, my whole point mostly was was not that at all. It was it was actually what if Marner made the hit or what if Matthews was the one that made the greasy hit. And my whole point is that everyone in the group chat now is or the live chat on YouTube is saying how built they are for the playoffs. Well, what do you mean? They get beat up after. Guys. What's so hard about this? Like they, if, if if it's them, what do you mean? What if it's them? Then they get hit after. Like that's like you know what that's I mean? What I'm saying, but like that. They, Will they answer the bell? No. My whole point is, Gabe, in the playoffs, how many minutes will Simmons get? Right? How much will he actually be out there? Everyone's saying uh, how built they are for the minutes? playoffs. You need, you need, 12, 14 you need minutes? guys that are going to be on the ice that are tough. You need guys that are going to be hey, out just, there that are tough. You just, uh, I don't know. I don't get your point, to be honest, after all this. But hold on a second. We'll get you out in, in like two minutes. But... You just said it yourself. You have a bunch of small guys. You're worn out after the first round. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.